The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, it didn't take long for a Sherwood Park family to track down some buried treasure. Last month, we told you about the company Gold Hunt. They hid treasure in Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. Treasure seekers could buy a map and clues online with the contest beginning Saturday morning at 12.01. Logan Duff and his dad, Brian, found the treasure less than 24 hours later, around 9 o'clock. Brian and his son say they're just good with puzzles. We work it's a team effort. We, we work together. Yeah, we, we, the two of us like to solve puzzles. We, we, we use YouTube and the logic puzzles. We, we just have a different way of thinking maybe. Um, but yeah, it worked well. I'll say it worked well, and now they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with the money. we got to figure that out. we got, we got some bills to pay, but we, it's not all going to bills. So we got to figure out how we're going to spend it. We're going to probably going to do a family vacation. All right, maybe a family vacation. Joining us now, Chris Cromwell with Gold Hunt Canada. Chris, welcome back to the show. Glad to be back. Chris, that happened fast. Woo, it's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> man, oh man, I was like, I wasn't expecting it to take less than 24 hours. You know, I'm on the hook now. I said on social media, I challenged everyone, if you find it within 24 hours, I'll eat my shirt. <laughs> and so I'm really on the hook now. So we're still getting a little creative about how that's going to happen, but uh, okay. I'm, I'm in it. So Okay, we'll have to see if there is such a thing as edible shirts, but not sure. So <laughs> tell us, um, okay, so it's been found in Edmonton. What's the status of Vancouver and Calgary right now? The hunt is still on in Calgary and Edmonton. We're very excited to see some of the creativity that people are coming up with. I think the biggest thing for us is really just making sure that participants both in Vancouver and Calgary are being respectful of private property and, you know, not digging up parks and and making a big mess, right? You know, clean up after yourselves. Yeah, well, because yeah, we talked about that beforehand. You had work with these cities to let them know what was going on and, and, you know, tried to come up with something to make sure this sort of thing didn't happen. We've worked very closely with both BC and Alberta One Call to make sure that this hunt is designed to keep participants safe, but also to be fun at the same time. Okay, so tell us about uh, the Duff family and how this went down. When did you find out about it? I know that there's still some details that you don't want to give out because I don't think you necessarily want to jeopardize the other hunts, but what can you tell us about the process of them finding the treasure? You know, one of the one of the greatest things is seeing, you know, a family come together really like in the spirit of teamwork and just put this thing together. I think they, they really did approach this the right way. They spent a lot of time researching before ever leaving their house. And I think that was really one of the things that set them apart. And it looks like it most certainly has paid off uh, in a big way. So researching first, can you tell us yet where it was found? You know, I can't say just yet. We got to protect the integrity of the other hunts that are still okay. underway in Calgary and Vancouver. But uh, I can tell you that they were very smart about it, and uh, it just looks like they're a pretty lucky and smart family. <laughs> Chris, can you tell me if they bought the extra clues? They did purchase the extra clues. Yes. Okay, they did purchase the extra clues, and so mm-hmm. how were you notified about it? Uh, So there is a redemption process that participants have to go through in order to get access to the, you know, gold and silver. And so they followed the process. Uh, We received an email at about, uh, you know, 8.50 p.m. uh, on Saturday, June 1st, 
saying, hey, we, we found the treasure. And it was uh, obviously it was a very exciting time. I actually flew back from Vancouver early uh, to be here for the, you know, unveiling and, and meeting up with the media and all that. But it's, it was awesome. I mean, we're just excited that, uh, you know, a great little family found it and worked together. And it's just so exciting. Did they stay with it for a while? Like I, once I, I, I'm thinking that once you found it, you didn't want to leave it. Well, the, the big thing is that, you know, what people are looking for, and, and this is kind of a, a huge hint, but I'll, I'll say it anyway, you can quote me on this, but it, you're looking for a small wooden chest that's buried shallow enough that you can uncover it with your bare hands. And so it's not like, you know, the chest is out there with $100,000 mm. for someone to just randomly bump into it, right? Yeah, so that's, okay. Uh, you know, once they had the chest, they just picked it up and, and kind of ran uh, super excitedly uh, <laughs> home and, and went through the process. Well, pretty cool because uh, 100 grand can be uh, life-changing for, uh, for a lot of folks. And uh, these, these, these people who are, you know, they're saying that they, they loved, uh, you know, brain teasers. They love doing quizzes. They, they love doing all of this. I would love to sit down with them and go through it all step-by-step step with them, you know, what those clues were. Um, and I can't wait to find out more about it once the other ones are found because there's still some pieces that, you know, I'm nosy about that I want to know more of and how they just kind of managed to track it, like how they put it all together. I think that's the really interesting story, Chris. It really is, and I can say that you're not the first person to say so, and I doubt that you'll be the last. Okay, so uh, the hunt is still on in Vancouver and Calgary. Are we going to see something like this again in Edmonton, Chris? You know, we put up a post on our social media asking if we should do another one in Edmonton, and the answer is a resounding yes. Mm. And so we're kind of working out the the details for that, but I guess you'll just have to stay tuned to our social media (laughs) and our website to find out. Well played. Can you tell me how many people in Edmonton signed up and took part? Sure, I can tell you that uh, 2,944 maps were sold in Edmonton, and I mean, I'm guessing that a lot of people had teams. So we expect that there's anywhere between 3,000 and uh, maybe even up to six or 7,000. Who knows? But uh, we sold 2,944 maps. Very cool. Well, Chris, thank you for this. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun for the short time for a lot of people, but even more so for the Duff family. And uh, look forward. We'll be keeping our eyes out for, next, uh, for the next round here in Edmonton and to see what happens in Vancouver and Calgary as well. Thanks for this, Chris. It was a pleasure. Take care. All righty. Oh, and Chris, if you're still listening, hold on. Uh, just said, um, where was it? Um, saying that he needs to cut up his shirt and says, tell him to cut his shirt up in small pieces, put it in a great chili that uh, if he's keeping his word, he can make a shirt out of boiled cabbage leaves as well. Just do cabbage rolls. So there you go. Cut it up nice and small. Put it in a nice chili. You'll be good to go, Chris. 345, more of your text right after this. Well, interesting, Chadville. Uh, (laughs) a number of, well, someone just texted and said, Jay, all the clues and answers and location uh, is on Reddit. So if you wanted to find out about it, you could read more about uh, Reddit, just in Edmonton, in some of those clues. And someone says, it's hard. You can read people guessing, and it's funny how many different areas they thought they were in. So this is the gold hunt here in Edmonton, and the clues. Now, I still haven't seen where it was found but they say once you figure out the main road the clues make it easy um but to give you an idea this is what it sounded like these were the clues the first set of clues number one your journey starts on a road that bears many names and comes to a halt when you pass the king's domain 
Two, once passed, there are limits set forth by the king. Govern yourself within them, or punishment he shall bring, not in a forest, and without making a sang, a sound, an old timber's fallen, laid rest on the ground. And it goes on. There's 15 different ones here. Now, I didn't have time in the break to go through them all, all them all. Oh. Anyway, if you're interested, Google Gold Hunt Edmonton, Gold Hunt Edmonton on Reddit and uh, and check it out. Uh, that's interesting. I'm going to have to go through that uh, a little bit uh, more coming up. Uh, at 420, going to be talking to a guy who, uh, he's an amateur wildlife photographer, took a really cool photo of a white black bear. It's not a spirit bear, but it's a picture um, out Kananaskis Way, and it's of a, a, a white bear, a black bear, and a brown bear. And you're thinking, okay, that's so, but it's a white bear. It's not a spirit bear, though. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. We'll also talk with Tom Vernon from Global Edmonton about uh, the folks up in high level returning uh, to their homes today. Lots of stuff happening on the weekend, uh, of course. Uh, and we'll touch on this, the NBA Finals. If you've been keeping track, were you watching? See, I've kind of tuned out once the, the Bucks got out of it. I was a Bucks fan, but my husband is a Raptors fan, and he was quite disappointed. Yeah, don't get mad at me because I'm not a Raptors fan. I get that it's exciting, and I get that it's lots of fun, and a lot of you are, and that it's a Canadian team. But, yeah, I was uh, I was cheering for the Bucks. So, Golden State Warriors, Toronto Raptors, uh, the Raptors wa- uh, lost last night. Uh, they really started to unravel in the third quarter, never fully recovered. Uh, the final score was, what, 109-104. Series now tied 1-1. The Warriors will have home court advantage on Wednesday. And in the NHL Stanley Cup uh, Finals, the Boston Bruins just crushed St. Louis on Saturday night, 7-2. I think I turned it off when it was a 5-2. Boston leading that series two games to one. Those two teams will meet again tonight in St. Louis. Hockey on your radio right here on 6.30, Chad, at 6 p.m. So are you watching any of this stuff? I know, a lot of you are. Um, how about this as well? And I know a lot of you have been keeping a close eye on, on this. David and Colette Steffen's uh, retrial began today. Uh, it began today, and a lot of you fired up uh, about this one. I'm just trying to find the report that I had here on it. Um, but I can't find it. Um, you'll remember these these folks, uh, the couple facing one count, each of failing to provide the necessaries of life to their 18-month-old son, Ezekiel. He died of bacterial meningitis in 2012. They were found guilty in 2016, but the Supreme Court of Canada ordered a new trial uh, for them. Uh, and you'll remember, these are the two that used homemade remedies like garlic and horseradish and mustard um, instead of getting medical help for their kid who was had meningitis. The Alberta Court of Appeal upheld the conviction last November, but because the ruling wasn't unanimous, the couple had an automatic right to take their case to the Supreme Court. Doesn't this story just tick you right off? Doesn't it just tick you right off that these folks are still out Roman free. They used condiments to treat their son's 
meningitis. I remember the thing that stands out for me the most in this story was that it wasn't until the poor little boy was so stiff. He was stiff as a board. He couldn't move. They couldn't bend him. They couldn't move his arms. They couldn't move his legs to get him in his car seat to take him to the hospital. They ended up putting a mattress in the back of the car or a van to get him there. And it wasn't until it got really, really bad that they called for help. Just brutal. Um... The justice, so the Supreme Court heard arguments from the couple's lawyer and the Crown before making the unusual move of ruling immediately from the bench. The judge in this case, Michael Moldaver, speaking for the high court, said the trial judge did not properly instruct jurors in a way that the jury could understand. Accordingly, we would allow the appeal, quash the conviction, and order a new trial. Uh, David, the father, sentenced to four months in jail, and his wife, Colette, was given three months of strict house arrest, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. She was only to be allowed out to go to medical appointments in church. Both were ordered to stay on probation for two years after they completed their sentences and would have had to complete 240 hours of uh, community service uh, by then. They had filed an application asking for $1 million to cover their past legal expenses and another $3 million to be placed in trust for any future defense fees. They're defending themselves this time around. But these guys, you know, a couple of times in the last couple of years, in the last couple of years, um, this guy's been on the speaking circuit. He's been showing up at these all-natural, homeopathic, whatever they are, conventions, and it wasn't until folks started to, you know, there was some outcry that he was removed from that. So, you know, there's questions that, uh, you know, in a pretrial hearing, the couple tried to have statements they made to police, hospital staff, and to child welfare workers at Alberta Children's Hospital at the time of their son's death, exempt from use. They said that they were not in an operational state of mind to give statements because they were tired, stressed, and felt trapped and pressured by overwhelming presence of police. I would say you weren't in an operational state of mind because you gave your kid mustard to, to cure meningitis. Like, let's be real. The judge, Justice Rook, denied their application, saying that wasn't the case. They're also claiming uh, corruption on the part of the police and health officials. So you can suspect that that's what you're going to hear in the coming days uh, from this one. Uh, on Friday, the Steffens appeared in a Lethbridge courtroom to present three applications in an attempt to delay their retrial. All of their requests were de denied. Anyway, it's underway now. We'll keep you updated right here through 630 Ched, uh, through our newscast at 630ched.com. And, of course, um, reporters as well on the scene uh, on this one. Just so sad, isn't it? So sad. Anyway. Coming up to the uh, 4 o'clock news on the 630 Ched afternoon news. Thanks for joining me uh, this afternoon. On the other side, Bob Layton will check in with an editorial comment. Uh, Dave Campbell is uh, taking care of sports duties this afternoon. Um, Scott, what time do you need me out here? 57 or 58? We can go at 57. 57. Okay, thank you for that. Um, some more of your texts coming in about how far north. It's amazing how, how uh, many of you have traveled so far north. A lot of you doing military service. Uh, this one, Jay, uh, Jay, it's alcoholic here. I fished and hunted 400 miles north of Yellowknife. Yes. 
Uh, I would love to live in the area. It's so peaceful and gorgeous in the fall. Has anyone gone fishing, fishing like in Whitehorse or in, in Yellowknife? I would love to go fishing up there. Some of my colleagues stayed an extra day in Yellowknife and they were going fishing and they caught a couple of pike I saw. Uh, how about this one? Tracy says, uh, furthest north, Edmonton is far enough. <laughs> my favorite place in the world, though, is White Cay in the British Virgin Islands. One strip of palm trees complete with hammocks. One bar called the Soggy Dollar Bar due to people jumping off their boats to swim ashore with uh, American cash. They paperclip the money to dry it off at the bar. One house... For the people who run the bar, that's from Tracy. Thanks for that, Tracy. It sounds like a glorious place. And this one, my most uh, northern place is Kino, Yukon. And my favorite place is Haida Gwaii. I've heard that that is absolutely gorgeous as well. It's on the to-do list uh, for travel someday. All right, uh, the latest news headlines are up next.